it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not launching a bid for the White House tonight. Donald Trump expected to come back down the escalator at Mar-a-Lago and launch a third run for the White House. You're about to hear the greatest speech you've ever heard. I don't doubt it, but if the voting took place today, right now, uh, multiple polls show Trump losing to Ron DeSantis in multiple states. Get him out of here. We will discuss uh, Trump 2024 with Bill Hammer, co-host of America's Newsroom, and outgoing Congressman Kevin Brady, who is retiring so he can say whatever the hell he wants about Trump on his way out the door. Wrong. 888-788-9910 is where you can say whatever you want in this audio safe space for cool people where I say it every day to the point of exhaustion. Here on Fox Across America, you could be a Republican. Great. Woo. Way to go. I grew up in a Republican house. You could be a Democrat. I don't care. Surrounded by plenty of them, too. All we ever ask is that you don't be a There it is. Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is my last show in New York this week before I head down to the Sunshine State for the Patriot Award. It's going to be held by uh, at the Seminole Hard Rock Casino. Cable News super hunk Pete Hegseth will be in the house. I'll be doing a bunch of TV hits down there with the Harris Faulkners of the world and the Fox and Friends and everything in between. Uh, Of course, the big news out of Florida is not that some overweight New Yorker is flying down to do a bunch of cable news hits. No, the big news out of Florida is that some other overweight New Yorker is about to launch another presidential bid. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I don't know. Here is the deal. Okay, we've been discussing this for a week and a half. Okay, I am an old school talk show host. There used to be this thing where guys got on the air. They just like to talk to you about issues facing the country, ideas they had, stuff they found funny. That's kind of what I do. I don't want to be in charge of our democracy. I'm a grown man who plays video games in his 40s. Should I actually be in charge? The answer would be no. Thank you. Okay, but when it comes to an honest conversation, I should be in charge because I'm the most objective broker of the truth we're ever going to meet in this lifetime. I spent most of my adult life driving a taxi in New York City dealing with a clientele that you were never going to see again. And when you get people into your cab, okay, that you're never going to see again, you de- you know, you deal with each other with a level of weapons-grade honesty. It's kind of liberating in knowing you're not going to know anything about them, you know, or, or if you are going to know anything about them, you're not going to run into them again to find out about that time they put on a Viking helmet and were cavorting with a bunch of strippers. Hubba, hubba. Okay, so I'm always going to be honest with you about what I think is going on. doesn't mean you have to like it. Doesn't mean uh, I'm going to stifle any type of dissent if you guys call in today and slug it out over this. It just means we do need a place in this country where everything has become so transactional because we're so spoiled now by the immediacy of the smartphone era. Okay, digital on demand everything 
has made everybody lose their patience for anything that doesn't give them exactly what they want the second they want it. How dare you? You know, you're dead to me. You're not my friend. That's what we do now in politics. It's exhausting to me because everybody has become like a fat, spoiled child at their birthday party. Mom, he doesn't agree with me on the issues. I'm not his friend anymore. I want him out of here. Mom, I'm not. This is exhausting. It really is. Okay, so when it comes to politics, I'm trying to be that one port in the storm where we can just talk it out. Because to be honest with you, my take on Trump 2024 is that it's a fool's errand. Okay, nothing against the guy. I've told you this a thousand times. I like his policies because they are policies, America's first policies, that a lot of Republicans have run on and not had the guts to follow through on. So in that regard, yes, I think Trump uh, has a lot of good policies I would get behind. They're exponentially better for the country, in my opinion, than big government policies that are coming out of Washington on the Democratic side of town. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Fair. okay, But Trump as a messenger, can be flawed, okay? Whether you like that or not, 70% of the country hates the guy because as good as his fastball can be, every once in a while, he opens his mouth and throws one into the fifth row of the bleachers. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And knowing what we know about the midterms being as disappointing as they were, about a lot of Republican lawmakers now openly questioning whether or not he should have the nomination, and yes, about polls taken after the midterms showing us that Ron DeSantis has the lead, knowing what we know, it seems like a fool's errand for Trump to run again. What you just said is a disgrace. I could be proven wrong, and to be clear, I was proven wrong in 2016. I didn't think the guy had any chance of winning. Okay, but understand, he did pull the upset, and a lot of people go, hey, whoa, yo, Jimmy, you don't understand. Nobody said he could win in 2016, and he did win it in 2016. How about that, Jimbo? You know, that whole thing. But you got to understand, it was a different world in 2016. He was running against Hillary Clinton, whose negatives were as high as Trump's. This was before January 6th, which you might not be crazy about one way or the other. You might have strong feelings, but I promise you the rest of the country does. Like, I agree with you. I don't think it was a coup attempt. You don't overthrow the most powerful military in the world with a bunch of chunky middle-aged white people led by one guy in a Chewbacca bikini. Like, I'm on your side with just about everything. But what I'm saying is your side, my side, isn't enough to win an election. You know, when you look out and you see, oh, Trump has 10,000 people at a rally. Woo, it looks great, sure. Okay, but that's still in total, when you break down his vote count, about 35% of the electorate. Now, when you're trying to win an election, you need 50. You need 51. Okay, 70% of this country will not vote for the guy, no matter what happens. Okay, doesn't matter. Yes, we were wrong in 2016. A lot's gone on between 2016 and now. Half his cabinet went to jail or got pardoned or got fired and wrote a book selling the guy out. That went on left and right. I mean, it's the one thing for all of the you know attacks on Trump. It's worth noting that no one has done more for job creation, if only because everybody who gets fired from his you know administration either got a book deal or they wound up with a you know pundit gig over on CNN. CNN is the worst. Maybe so. Okay, but this is the thing, and it doesn't make me never Trump, not like some crazy rhino. It just makes me someone who is not scared to get onto the air and fly into the storm 
of having honest conversations about Trump. I don't care. I spent most of my adult life getting cut off and shot at by hobbits and time travelers in a New York City taxi. You don't scare me, dude. Okay, it's like I just want to have a fair conversation because I don't know that everybody does because there's two things that go on in media. Okay, there are a lot of people in media that want access to the president. If he runs and he wins, hey, you don't want to alienate the guy. So let's just not criticize anybody. I don't think that's fair. Okay, and when it comes to politics, yes, there are a lot of lawmakers that will come on here and just shake their head yes at anything Trump wants because, again, they too want that proximity to power. Okay, but the truth is his chances of getting that power, in my opinion, aren't very good tonight. Okay, they're not. And the timing of this to me is horrific. Okay, this was all predicated on what? The Republicans having a huge night in the midterms. You don't understand. We're going to take back the House. We're going to take back the Senate. Okay, we're going to be lucky to get out of the House with a three-seat majority. The Senate's gone. And now we've got a presidential bid being launched by a president at a time when we have a special election down in Georgia, a state that, i got to be honest with you, doesn't like Donald Trump very much. He knows what he's talking about. Brian Kemp did not run on Trump, okay? He won by double digits over Stacey Abrams. You remember her. Stacey Abrams is full of Maybe so, but Kemp beat her by double digits. Herschel Walker did run on Trump, did campaign on Trump, and Herschel Walker's now heading into a runoff election where he's currently trailing. This could be a problem. It's a little bit of a problem. I'm not going to lie to you. So I'm trying to have a fair conversation. Okay, when you think of this, without getting too far into the weeds on Trump or his personality or anything else, I think, look at this like it's Shark Tank, dude. Okay, it's Shark Tank. You're pitching a product, trying to get people to invest in the product. And the one fact they have in their hands as you walk on and whip out your fancy new blender or whatever it is, a magic bullet or something like that, is the judges are sitting there before deciding whether to invest in you, knowing full well 70% of the American public will never buy your product, no matter what you tell them, no matter what you say, no matter what you do. This magic bullet could not only dice and slice vegetables could not only make a great smoothie but if you could punch a code in it and it would turn into a, a team of gorgeous swedish bikini models that would come up to your bedroom at any hour of the night and do anything you want oh yes i've read about that in the bible fine but if 70 percent of the people won't ever invest in this product no matter what it does you're going to have a really hard time getting the judges to invest. I think he's got a point. That's where we find ourselves on Trump, okay? You could like Trump. I like a lot of what Trump has done. Do not try to turn me into some, like, never Trump dirtbag, whatever. I don't care. That's not the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation is we are two full years out from those elections, two years from those elections. If, in fact, everyone's, you know, predictions are true and he runs tonight, OK, that gives him two years in the media spotlight before anybody even has to pull a voting lever. I'm telling you as a friend, people will be exhausted from this type of news cycle again. Yes, I'm aware that the media is going to malign any Republican as Trump. He's a racist. He's the worst. He's not great. Fine. But at least it'll be a new racist. At least it'll be a new Nazi. At least it'll be a new Hitler. The point is, I have nothing against Trump running. If he wants to run, he has every right to run. But I'm talking to you as a strategist. If he actually wants to run and win, 
Okay, if the goal of this announcement tonight is not to, like, stave off an indictment from the FBI, because some people are like, well, he's running now because they're going to indict him and he wants to be ahead of the indictment. So it doesn't look like a political persecution, you know, or something like that. The truth is, if they were going to indict him, I'm pretty sure they would have indicted him already. I don't have the answer there. But one way or the other, if the goal to win is to win, I don't see tonight as the night to go out and do this. And I'm just telling you, because two years is going to exhaust a lot of people, number one. Number two, it's going to alienate a lot of Republican voters. Okay, we took over 100 calls last week about this issue. Trump lost by about 85 percent of the vote. And the folks calling in, fine people. We had a great conversation. Okay, these were not moderates. These were not like Mitt Romney fans walking around in mom jeans. Not You know, the Jordash Mitt Romney war. These are people with Trump flags on their truck. Trump flags on their boats, people who had been to Trump rallies, people who understood that as much as you might like Trump, as much as you might think he was wronged by the Democrats and the media, as much as you might think 2020 is a scam. Okay, the bottom line is everyone in this country is allowed to vote. Okay, your vote only counts once. So there's nothing you can do with 30 percent of the vote or 35 percent of the vote that's going to overcome the other 70 percent of the vote. It's a real serious issue. It's not about me. This is not about you. This is not about Trump's policies. This is about reality. So all I'm going to say tonight is, yes, if Trump runs and somehow defies all odds, gets the Republican nomination, which I don't believe there's any chance he can do. I am willing to bet anyone anything. That if he announces right now, it is too soon. There is no way he's getting this nomination. I'll, I'll bet you anything. You can bet me anything. Call me up on the air. Tell me you want to bet something. Don't forget, I had a little bit of a gambling problem in my 20s. I'll fall right off the wagon. I don't care. I'm, you know, any day of the week, you folks don't scare me. I'm there. I admire your honesty. Okay, well, my honesty tells me in this moment that if Trump wants to run and the goal is to win, he shouldn't be doing this tonight. Maybe, if anything, he should just become like an expert uh, and conduct an advice seminar on the road. Because after all, Trump is an expert on everything, absolutely everything, except reading the room. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Introducing Ask Trump, the advice seminar from a man who's an expert on everything. Nobody knows the politicians better than I do. I know more about ISIS than the generals. Nobody knows more about campaign finance. Nobody knows much more about technology. Nobody knows more about environmental impact statements. I understand the tax laws better than almost anyone. He'll take your questions on everything from baseball deals. Nobody knows more about trade than me. To children's gifts. Nobody has better toys than I do. Ask Trump can improve your vocabulary. I know words. I have the best words. Audiences enjoy it so much it feels like a religious experience. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Ask Trump is so successful the critics are going nuclear. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. Ask Trump, the fastest growing advice seminar in the country. Because nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Bill Hammer is coming up in the next break. But right now, your calls taking center stage. 
788-9910. Barb batting leadoff in Waterloo, New York. Yo, Barb. Hello. How's it going? Hey, girl. Uh, it's going. Hey. It's going. Um, let's talk about so this, Barb. My case. Yeah, yeah, you know things. I Go ahead. Vote, I voted for Trump. I think his policies are excellent. I think the country was doing great. Everything was great. But now, now that he's attacking DeSantis and the Republicans, and I'm done. I'm done. So I think DeSantis should be president, and he should have Donald Trump as secretary of state to handle the overseas stuff. Because, you know, he's the only one that will walk up to little rocket man and poke him in the chest and say, do it again, buddy. (laughs) Um, You know, listen, I I don't think that's a terrible idea because it placates, you know, both situations. You know, you get maybe a more electable candidate and, you know, Trump gets a gig. So he's not just trashing the Republican Party. It's not a bad idea. And, you know. And, you know, DeSantis will follow the policies that worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you know, the, he will. That part's good. So. You, know, you know what the challenge is? It's like if anybody runs and winds up and it's not Trump, any association with Trump whatsoever is going to make every campaign commercial about Trump. Like if you live in like the swing states, right? Every right. one of them, like say you were Blake Masters, say you were Carrie Lake, they were running campaign commercials, not about Blake Masters or Carrie Lake. A lot of the commercials were just about Trump because people yeah. hate him enough that they'll show up to vote against anybody who's ever met the guy. It's like if you golfed a half around at Mar-a-Lago, they're like, well, you can't. You can't be around. So, Well, he doesn't have to pick his cabinet until after he's elected. Oh, Barb, so talking about the old Statue of Liberty play, the old sneak play, Barb. There I like you the, go. I like the but way you Trump think. Would girlfriend. never do it, but you, you know, know listen, you could only hope. Listen, if he if he heard that Barb said it's a go, he might give it some thought. Uh, Barb, brilliant call. Let's do it again soon, girlfriend. Okay. BC is down in Saint Augustine, Florida. Yo, BC. What it is, Mister Jimmy? Hey, girl. How you living? Man, let me tell you. I think tonight the curveball will be thrown. Because uh, Trump's going to say he's going to get – he wants his people to get behind DeSantis. Whoa, because Mike Pence, Mike Pence is coming up, dude. Mike Pence is on deck. All right. So let me just jump in here because I'm going to play some Pence sound later. Okay. Are you suggesting Trump just doesn't want Pence to be president so he's going to get everybody behind DeSantis now before Pence takes this thing? Uh he is not going to do it like that, but he knows that everybody is not behind them like they were okay. uh, even a month ago. Okay. And, and you're, so are and you saying now, essentially that he's trying to spare his ego defeat and he's going to just get behind another candidate now? Yes. And, but, the, but the spinoff is if he won't do that, he's going to try to go start another uh, – a whole other – A third party run? third party and, and that's not what we want no you know, that's no not that's what not we good. Want. but if he does but that anyway, he will have discredited himself to enough people that it won't i don't know that it'll be relevant but it's an interesting theory but uh i like i like the way everybody's mind is in like a conspiratorial position today i don't know what i got got into you guys but i like it uh i will bounce good, all of this off of TV bill hammer tonight. what's up my man it's good it's good tv tonight and <laughs> trump is about good tv just like you are <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's let's hope we get some ratings if nothing else. Good call, BC.
of reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Now, folks, I'm not going to lie. In the interest of transparency, I should inform you that this next guest did celebrate a birthday yesterday. Hey, now. He could be hungover. I don't know. I'm going to try to carry him through this one. Uh, Co-host of America's Newsroom, the host of the Hammer Time podcast, Bill Hammer back in the building. Hey, Hey, buddy. uh, I'm I'm not hungover today, but yesterday might have been questionable. (laughs) (laughs) Hammer! Hammer put up some numbers. You're dang right you did. Let me ask you this, yeah, Hammer. It's NFL Sunday. What are you going to do, brother? What are you going to do? Thank you. All right. Every artist has a process. Can I ask you about this then? Kennedy, who I know you're greatly familiar with, her and I had deduced. This she goes and back, I. She and I. You, you, good job, Hammer. That's why he's hosting America's Newsroom. And I just come by once in a while and do card tricks and make balloon animals for Dana Perino. <laughs> Sorry. And it's fine. Okay. <laughs> we have a theory that you are supposed to be doing uh, your most productive drinking in the late afternoon. Because it leaves one enough time to recover and start the next day with a clean clean slate. We kind of tuck it into the day so we get the bill later in the evening as opposed to the prior morning. Do you subscribe to that theory? So you're asking me whether I buy into this Mm -hmm. scheduling philosophy (laughs) for how you can have a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and still do your job effectively. Yes. And your theory is that if you begin late in the afternoon and then call it. Yeah. You're good to go. Thank you. I believe that 100%. Bill Hammer, we got the vote. We got the Hammer vote. Would you look at that? That's a big deal for us. Hold on a second. Oh, girl. Wheezy. We got the Hammer vote. All right. Good to see you, my man. I'll be in that deluxe apartment. (laughs) In the sky. Sir. In the sky, Hammer. All right, well, let me tell you. Hey, what's on your mind? Because I'm coming rolling in hot Give here, me what all right? you got. You're Bill Hammer. You're the guest of honor. What do I got? You said you were rolling in hot. Um, I you just, have a specific that, story, well, or are you just ready to rumble? I think today you'll probably get a House majority. Okay. So then I think not you, nothing? I, it's, that's not, not, not nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you um, will be able to then really digest the results of last week. Fair. Which I think, by the way, is buckshot. Yeah. I um, mean... You know, you know what I've been, I've been likening this it to? This is all over the joint. Everywhere. Yeah. In a lot of ways, there was an old Peanuts cartoon called It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, mm-hmm. where Linus did well. sound. Yeah. I think I had it on Betamax. If you, <laughs> so it was big. But if you remember, Linus famously duped Sally into spending a night in the pumpkin patch, saying yeah. the Great Pumpkin was going to fly over and we're all going to get everything in the world. And that yeah. was the whole hook. But then Halloween came and went. The Great Pumpkin never showed up. I liken the Great Pumpkin to the Red Wave. You dig? Yeah. You blockhead! Okay. A lot of people upset with Linus the morning after. Yeah. But you, it's hard to categorize it as unsuccessful if you leave with control of the house. No? I, I characterize it as high tide, no wave. <laughs> okay. So you did get a certain – you got to a certain level, and then the waters retreated yet again. Yep. Um, listen, if you can flip the house – I, I I know where the mm-hmm. where the meter was. Yeah, but if you can flip the house, that's a significant deal. It's not nothing. And uh, to be not clear, nothing. Bill Hammer in studio, purse strings, celebrated late afternoon drinker, purse strings committee stuff like that. Well, investigations is significant. Yeah. Um, By the way, I love birthdays. Yeah, yeah. As you know, you're pro birthday. I'm I'm pro birthday. <laughs> Mine and everyone else's. I like to that. the point where I can be annoying when I sing. Is oh is that true? Oh, you commit. I'm, I am big, just like. I 
Do, do, yes. Do you know that my family embraces intentional noise pollution, like my cousins and everyone I grew up with sing happy birthday in a way uh-huh. that almost makes people regret the birthday? Uh-huh. That's like a thing in our See, family. You're saying they're loud. Yeah, you know, it's bad. It's and, like a, and they're constant. Yeah, it's like a quiet riot concert. <laughs> it's not good. You can feel the noise. You can come on and you can literally feel the noise, yeah. Bill Hammer. Well, let's talk about this. There's a lot of noise coming out of Mar-a-Lago tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw you interview Kellyanne Conway this morning on Newsroom. Yes, What did you take from that? Well, this is what I found interesting, okay, because I am fascinated by her and her analysis because I do think she is keenly aware of the temperature and everything in between. One of the smartest, if not the. Absolutely. Okay, so I – she did make a point, though, that – you know, now is no time for griping. She wants unity out of the Republican Party. And when it comes to these leadership races and the path forward in 2024, we all need to be on the same page. But I do kind of feel like that message was lost on a particular golf enthusiast down at Mar-a-Lago who wasn't exactly selling party unity over the weekend on Truth Social and going after DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin. So do the rules not apply to Trump or was she speaking without him in mind? Because I know she is a brilliant woman. So interestingly enough, several people yesterday apparently suggested that this special announcement mm-hmm. is not what everybody thinks it will be. I, I hope it's and not. It was characterized as a special announcement. Yeah. Um, I, I, that, that can be defined in many ways. So let's wait to see what he has yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. Mar-a-Lago, is, it's a large place, mm-hmm. but it's, it's no place where you're going to have a rally. Yeah. You could, could you have a room of 50 people to fill it up? Yeah, I guess okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the atmosphere might be there, or it might just be him. At a podium, by himself, like an MTV and unplugged. I, I, I listen. I would expect him to say that you know he's he's running, he's running but I, I it, it's never a guarantee until he no. says it is. Now, if you followed this, Jimmy, mm-hmm. as I know you did for the past month, you had scheduled announcements that slid a day and then slid a day yeah, and yeah. then slid a week. So I don't know. Let let let's just see what happens. We'll see there. where it goes. But but here's what I think he is thinking. Mm-hmm. He is thinking that. You, you can run anyone against me. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at these polls over here, mm-hmm. and I beat all of you. Whoa. He's saying bring it on. That's what he's well, you saying. Well, you had some of these groups come out overnight saying that, hey, we just took a poll in Texas or mm-hmm. wherever it was yeah. and said DeSantis beat you by 20 points. Yeah. Those are crazy. But I well, have, I I have mean, seen I, point, I, polls, though, with DeSantis having leads. Let's be honest. Yeah. There are some Republicans who, would, who want Trump to, to know that he could be – Beaten. This is what I find fascinating. Bill Hemmer is in studio, uh, consensually, by the way. He agrees to come yes. on the show uh, by his own volition. Yeah. Uh, two things. I have noticed Republican lawmakers, even on my show, openly questioning whether he should be announcing before Georgia, openly questioning whether or not he should run again, which was not something uh-huh. that was even fathomable six months ago, probably yeah. prior to the midterms. And can I throw one other thing at you, though? You we opened it up to calls last week after the fight started between Trump taking shots at DeSantis and Youngkin. The tally, and these are not people that are rhinos or never Trumpers. These are people with flags on their boats and their pickup trucks mm-hmm. who confessed to having as much. Okay, and they voted 84 to 9 for DeSantis mm. on the show, which oh. you might not expect oh, out of oh, conservative oh, oh. talk. That's scientific audience. polling, isn't it? No, well, it's not nothing. Okay, because they What's had the reasoning. margin of error on that? Is it plus or minus three and a half? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's it's, Dana Blanton, damn it? Dana Blanton, get down here. Yeah, Where is she? Um, um, here's... Where I get stuck yes, okay. on a Trump candidacy again. 
he will probably get some Democrats to vote for him. Mm-hmm. He will probably get some independents to vote for him if his name's on the ballot. Mm-hmm. But there are some Republicans, as we found out in 2020, who will never vote for him. Yep. And I, I don't know how he overcomes that. That's the trick. Right. And he's got some, uh, you know, his high disapproval numbers. But it really depends at that point who he's running against. Now, there, there's another factor to consider. Mm-hmm. We don't know where the world's going to be in two years. Good point. And... Um, we look around now, and there's a lot of bad headlines mm-hmm. before that midterm vote. Inflation, mm-hmm. your pocketbook, the yeah. economy, war in Eastern Europe. A lot of things going on, you know, China extending itself again and again. Um, the economy teetering, yeah, right? Interest rates higher than they ever have been in 20 years. We don't look like a playoff team. So we're on the field. Yeah. Um, but if you lined up all those headlines, mm-hmm. what I would suggest to you is that it could be worse. Mm-hmm. And if it is worse, the world and the country become a much more serious place. Mm-hmm. And if those conditions change, we we might see the mm-hmm. team on the field in a different way in yes. terms of which candidates would apply to this period of American history. And and that that has not been determined yet. Fair. So is the point that if America gets worse, Trump's chances of becoming Grover Cleveland maybe, get better? Maybe. May, may, maybe. Terms. I'm just throwing it out there, a possibility. DeSantis is a very serious guy. Mm-hmm. And I think if you study his personality, a lot of people have come to the same conclusion. Yes. He doesn't joke around a lot. No. Doesn't smile a lot. You know, it's not... Mm-hmm. It's not in as a person. He's kind. Of, he's a hard charger all day long, uh-huh. and in a serious world, uh-huh. that may matter a lot more then than and we see it today. Brilliant analysis from Bill Hammer, host of the Hammer Time podcast, co-host of America's. Don't Newsroom. know if it's true. It's just a possibility. No, but it's, it's not. We're not there matters. yet. No, it's you're right. You know, as they say, if overnight is a lifetime in politics, two years. Mm-hmm. Is several lifetimes, yeah. but that's also why. Right. So my take has been: What if she goes into Taiwan? I mean, these these, these are the things that that that, that sh- those are world changing events. events. Yeah. So continue. All right. So the point I was going to make earlier, you know, to to the whole calendar issue of it being two years, is I think if running and winning is the goal, I think he's wrong to launch this early just because of the potential for fatigue. It's two years out. You know, when he launched in June of twenty fifteen. This would put him – would be the equivalent of him launching in November of 2014. Mm-hmm. It's early to me. Um, okay. And I feel like, you know, when you're coming into this with, with you know, low approval numbers, you know, there's a lot of people on the other side of the fence that just hate him as a lifestyle. Yeah. I feel like he's running a longer race than he has to. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. What is he, five, six years older than he was in the summer yeah. of 2015? I always found him a, a tireless guy. Yeah, he's got the energy. Intifatigable, I yes. do believe is the word, if you mm-hmm. find that at Merriam-Webster. <laughs> but I, I think DeSantis is too. Can I give you a quick story? Yeah, of course. Um, when DeSantis was a congressman out of Florida, mm-hmm. he was always working, mm-hmm. and he was always available. And he was I, – mm-hmm. I, listen, he, he was a little-known congressman. Yes, for sure. Wasn't unknown, but little-known. Mm-hmm. And one of those weekends, it was in August. It was after Charlottesville. I was down in Washington, D.C. for Fox News Sunday, mm-hmm. and it was a big story. Yeah. And we couldn't get anybody from the White House to come and join us. Okay. It was nah, baby, nah, no, no, no. <laughs> New phone, who this? And I, what I think I remember, if I have this right, is uh-huh. that DeSantis was available. 
But I think he had been on the show the week prior with uh-huh. Chris Wallace, and I think the week prior to that, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the staff was saying, "Listen, we we've all we, we've had him a lot." Yeah. And so um, I held out. Mm-hmm. I was the host that weekend, filling okay. in for Chris. I said, "Let's really try and see if we get somebody directly connected to the White House in the West Wing." Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, David Bossy came through at eight o'clock on a Saturday night okay. to do it in person the next morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did, he did us a solid. Okay, um, but my point is, mm-hmm. DeSantis was there. He was ready. Yes, and I'll, I'll never forget that mm-hmm. because that that's that's mm-hmm. his DNA. Mm-hmm. He's always available. He's always working. Um, hey. And he's a serious guy about the moment. A naval officer who will fight a ground war, you say. No, that's fascinating, Hammer. And listen, I I think if you're looking at this poll or the multiple polls that have come out, I think if you're polling the listeners on this show, there seems to be a change in sensibility. It's almost like this weird sense of realism that's seeping in over Trump's you know chances to win this thing. And again, as you said, we're a long way out from knowing what the world is going to yeah. look like. But I've I've never heard that hesitancy openly from Republican lawmakers. Like Andy Biggs was on this show. He said he should not run. Before Georgia, said he thought it was going to overshadow Georgia. Yeah, that, that, that could be. Yeah. So, so maybe the special announcement tonight is a way for him to sidestep an announcement now and yeah. say, come out and say, "I want you to vote for Herschel." That Walker. would be. I mean, that what would if, be a smart what move. What if Herschel Walker shows up tonight at Mar-a-Lago? That that what, what if That's that is the special move. announcement? You bring out the the Heisman, a couple of old helmets from the New Jersey Generals. That yeah. I can get behind. Some USFL. Forty years ago this year, mm-hmm. he won the Heisman. Yep. You're right about the New Jersey generals. Yep. For, I always forget about he's that. A, he was a so Trump could come out there, mm-hmm. introduce Herschel Walker, and say, I want to let you know what I got to learn about him 35 years ago wow. and why I wanted him to play for me. Can I tell you how transactional people are? Everybody who's saying, ah, oh, the heck with Trump, some of his big endorsements didn't win, would appreciate that humility so much mm-hmm. that he'd also win back half the Republican <laughs> Party by the morning. <laughs> Maybe. There's never been a more transactional time in our politics yeah. than right now. You know, uh, we're not strategists, but I think we gave some pretty good strategy here. And Thank I you. guarantee you they're not listening to us. <laughs> You don't know that. You'd be shocked at the text right. I get. Oh, no, not you. I'm oh, just okay. saying. I'm waiting. You think we're going to listen to Hammer? <laughs> well, listen. They've, they've taken all of your advice when it comes to the NFL, and you're a guy who was famously said on the show, you don't look ahead on the Bengals' schedule, so we will only look to this Sunday. Yes, very good. It's a good. rematch against the oh, Week 1 Steelers. Can we talk about it? We better. What are you doing? The Steelers are getting five at home. At home. Yeah, and you're a gambler. I'm not. I, I just play to win. I don't play to win money. I know. This is a tricky one. You want to know why? Because yeah, in go. the NFL, this is significant. Home underdogs of two points oh, or less. Here we go. Stick with me. If you're a home yeah. underdog, short line, three points, two uh-huh. and a half, three points, those teams actually cover the spread 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. But when the line gets up to four and five, uh-huh. you know, they're kind of baiting you into taking the homer. Yeah, I get but they're you. telling you the road favorite has the goods on you. Mm-hmm. So if I was reading this line, I would actually bet the Bengals because a lot of these matchups split. Mm-hmm. I would. But the problem here is T.J. Watt is now back in the game. He's got his, he? Yes, he's got his sea legs under him from what we're reading. And uh, I don't know how easy of a game this is for the Bengals. They lost their all-pro strong safety yeah. yesterday. He's, yeah, I know. He had an appendicitis. What's the irony here? 
Oh, wow. Oh, oh, give it dog. to me. Yeah, Are you yeah. ready? Give it to me. Are you ready? Uh-huh. In game one this year, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow had an appendicitis explode in his body, put him on the sideline for three weeks during the preseason, never took a snap, lost 20 pounds, came off the bench to start the opener with a brand-new offensive line. Uh-huh. Five of the six on the offensive line had never taken a snap together Goodness. before. I mean, ridic- goodness, <laughs> ridiculous. Joe Burrow throws four First half interceptions. Saw that game. Okay. He's got 18 <laughs> touchdowns so far mm-hmm. and six interceptions. Four came in two quarters against Pittsburgh. Wow. Time's running out. Fourth quarter hits Chase in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the game, their all pro long snapper snapped his bicep. He's out. The backup comes in. No time left to kick the extra point to win it against Pittsburgh. They miss it. The snap is like 17 feet high. They miss it. They go to overtime. Bengals get the ball. They go down to kick a field goal. What happens to the snap? Yep. I saw that. He clunks it back. They miss it again and lose the game. Okay, now the strong safety is out with appendicitis. I I grant you that with Watts Mm -hmm. um, because the the Bengals have had problems when they're up against good defensive fronts. However, okay, we got DJ Reader back at nose tackle, <laughs> an all pro. He's been out for seven games. All right, Jimmy? Uh-huh. This guy takes people like you and throws them across the room. He ever. He's back. Okay. Whoa. And they're going to remember game one. Listen. They're playing in Pittsburgh. It was a primetime game. They flexed it to 425, <laughs> which helps us. Okay. Uh, We're coming off a of bye week. Mm. We will not have Jamar Chase, mm. but we will have the memory of that humiliating defeat. Oh. Well, I don't mean to speak for you as we go in, I don't mean to speak for you as we go into break, but it sounds like you're telling us to bet the Bengals, I'm ladies taking, and gentlemen. That's was was that too much? Say. No, there it goes. The great <laughs> Bill Emmer, everybody. You'll see him at the sports book. <laughs> the show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fail. A big hour coming up. Kevin Brady's going to be around the corner. He's retiring from Congress, so he could just about tell us anything. He better. Come on, Brady. It's like an exit interview. And, of course, you can use this intervening time to buy tickets to see me in Oklahoma City. Friday night, December 9th, Saturday night, December 10th. Tickets at BricktownComedy.com. Either way, don't go anywhere. We're back, and we are raising holy hell in the next hour on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are lacing them off for a track meet the rest of the way on Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Former NYPD inspector Paul Morrow is stopping by to discuss, sadly and tragically, a wave of campus violence in this country. We will attempt to bring that into focus. And uh, we are also going to be talking with Kevin Brady, who is an outgoing congressman from the great state of Texas, uh, who, according to my campaign promises, is going to be willing to tell us anything we want to know as he departs Washington uh, later this month. 888-788-9910. You yourself also... Allowed to distill some weapons-grade honesty on these airwaves. We don't care what you think, believe, vote for, marry, date. I don't care, man. We're all free-range chickens. That was the whole point of the country. E pluribus unum. 
out of many, one, and that's what we are here in this hour of Fox Across America. There are many of you, and there is one fat guy hosting this thing, and he is here to take your calls at 888-788-9910. You know the rules. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a The reason I'm repeating our mantra so much lately, as you know, I usually kick off the show with that. Like, hey, if you're listening for the first time, we're pretty easy going crowd over here. It's, you know, a little different over at our little thing here. Okay, but the reason I'm repeating it so much lately is tensions are running really high in Washington. Really high. Uh, we've got this potential Trump announcement tonight, which, again, for his own sake, just talking to you as a strategist. We're doing sports talk radio here. I'm on the fan, Okay. If I was coaching Trump, not that he listens to any of his coaches, I would say, hey, even if you want to run again, wait a couple of months. Don't jump over the Georgia elections because if, in fact, Herschel doesn't win the runoff and it doesn't necessarily look like he's going to, a lot of people are going to be using that as further proof that Donald Trump should not be the Republican standard bearer in 2024. That's true. That is true. I mean, he's got nothing to gain. I guess the thinking being is if he campaigns with Herschel and gets him over the top, he can say, see, I told you. But right now, Trump's most high-profile endorsements, with the exception of J.D. Vance in Ohio, his biggest priority targets have all lost, which is not good. So I think the timing of this is horrible. And I thought the attacks on DeSantis were horribly timed. Well, I have been saying for the better part of the week as we've discussed this, that DeSantis was kind of giving Trump a lesson in how to act presidential by not responding to the petty attacks by Trump and giving the stories more oxygen, inflating their profile in the media. Well, lo and behold, today, seconds ago, during the commercial break, Ron DeSantis has responded to a question about Donald Trump. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, he took the high road, but this is a fascinating answer, and I'm going to play it for you. Take it away, Josh. One of the things I've learned like learned in this job is um – uh, when you're do when you're leading, when you're getting getting things done, yeah, you take incoming fire. That's just the nature of it. Uh, I roll out of bed in the morning. I've got corporate media outlets that have a spasm just the fact that I'm getting up in the morning, and it's constantly attacking. And this is just what's happened. I don't think any governor got attacked more, particularly by corporate media, than me over my four-year term. So that's DeSantis saying, "No big deal." Okay, where's the other half of the clip? Can you play that too, Josh? And yet, I think what you what you learn is all that's just noise. And really, what matters is: Are you leading? Are you getting in front of issues? Uh, are you delivering results for people? And are you standing up for folks? And if you do that, then none of that stuff matters. And and that's what we've done. We focused on results and leadership. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. Oh, my goodness gracious. Go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. So he didn't address Trump by name. He did not try to elevate this with some type of clapback. He said, hey, I'm doing my job. I won by 20 points. Check out the scoreboard last Tuesday night. Now, some people will assume that was also a commentary about the scoreboard as it pertains to Trump. But DeSantis, you know, to his credit, took the high road there. And didn't specifically call out Trump and start a food fight and another, you know, internal civil war within the party. And he deserves credit for that, because the truth is between now and the White House, if you are a Republican, you're going to be put into this position a bazillion times. Okay, you've got to be able to manage the game, not make your problems worse. 
you've got to be able to keep the voter focused on what matters. It's not whether or not Trump calls DeSantis a dirtbag or tweets a picture of DeSantis campaigning for Trump uh, in the past, as DeSantis has campaigned for Trump. A lot of people have. Okay, there's two fascinating things about Trump world. Okay, everybody bashed him in 2016. And then when he got the presidency, they were like, hey, we'll take a job. That's just how white folks will do you. But there were also a lot of people who supported him in 2016. Maybe Jeff Sessions is a good example. Maybe Mike Pence is a good example. And the minute they ran afoul of Trump's instincts, he also threw them right out of his orbit. That's just how white folks will do you. Noticing a trend here. Uh, so to DeSantis's credit, I thought he handled that well. Bill Hemmer was on the show in the last hour, and Hemmer made a lot of good points. We're two years out. But it's going to be a very uphill race for Trump to run, given the high negatives, given the fact that there are so many people within his own party that will never vote for him no matter what. You're really asking for a lot. And every time we have this discussion, okay, I keep trying to qualify my comments by reminding all of you, this doesn't make me some never Trump, you know, screw this guy. Come on, I don't care. That's not the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation is to remind you, OK, of what you're up against in this moment. You're trying to win back the White House. You need 51 percent of the country on your side to do it. You need 49, 50 percent. OK, worst case scenario. If 70 percent of the people aren't even going to listen to your petition. That can't be good. In fact, it can only be bad. But let's get into your calls because, again, you guys can talk me out of anything. I'm a former New York City cab driver, okay? I, you know, I made it this far driving taxis and telling jokes in opium dens on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. I am willing and open to the possibility that I could be wrong. So let's get back to the calls. Brandon is in Longview, Texas. Well, I just escaped Longview. Yo, Brandon. Yeah, I just was thinking, why don't we just use the same standard for Trump as he used for McCain? Mm-hmm. Well, McCain won a number of elections before he lost the presidency. Mm-hmm. And Trump called McCain a loser. Mm-hmm. Well, now Trump is a loser. Oh. And secondly, Trump said he doesn't like people who got captured. Well, Trump's political ineptness has pretty much allowed the Democrats the last election cycle to capture presidency. Mm-hmm the House, the Senate, and name a Supreme Court mm-hmm. uh, justice. Yep. So they, they in, ex- in essence, captured those mm-hmm. in this cycle. Similarly, you know, we thought it was going to be a red wave, mm-hmm. but look what happened, and we were captured again, so to speak. Yeah. So let's just use the same standard he set for McCain. It's, you know, you're not wrong in saying that. It doesn't get mentioned a lot. Trump's endorsement has been very powerful in primaries. Like if two Republicans square off against each other, the guy Trump endorses is winning. He's winning like crazy. But you're right to say that in the general, you know, it's he's actually been a huge loser for the party when it comes to seats and everything in between, because at a national level, he actually doesn't have the appeal. And what's what's really hard for me, and I, and I appreciate you making these points, Brandon, is I think a lot of people – um, you know, they react to any any acknowledgement of that reality of the of the potential challenges between here and the White House for Trump as some type of like, you know, you're a deep state media fake news. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're really talking about is just the truth. And we've got to be able to tell it now, because what happens is if everybody just gets in line behind him uh, because they're for fear of being called out or trash within the party. Yeah, you're going to be popular within the Republican Party in most circles. 
but there's only 35% of the country that's actually, you know, in that circle. So you make good points. Did you make it to Papacitas on Friday? I would have loved to have talked uh, to you. Yes, I did. Yeah, oh. I did. I uh, visited with you briefly and your family. Enjoyed the visit. Okay. I'm okay. kind of liking it to the uh, the Pope going to South Bend, you know, and visiting <laughs> Notre Dame. You, you came out to Longview and visited uh, Papacitas, so... Hey, I appreciate it. Well, it's the only time I'll ever be compared to the Pope, so I appreciate it more than you know, Brandon. Great call. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I do wear some interesting, you know, flashy clothes. They're not quite papal. I don't think uh, religious garb, uh, but certainly wear a lot of gold, a lot of rhinestones and stuff like that. Heidi is in Freehold, New Jersey. Heidi, have you met me as well? Get out of here. Heidi. Yes. I hey. met you at yes. Newtown. Oh, my God, Heidi. We were coming out, it was way before the show, and you were coming down the steps, mm-hmm. and then me being starstruck, oh. I was like, guys, that's Jimmy Fallon, that's him. Oh, oh Heidi, <laughs> so exciting. And you gave me a big hug, and you're just the man. Oh, Heidi, come on. You re- <laughs> Listen, man, you read that just the way I wrote it down. Thanks, girlfriend. <laughs> I'm kidding. We'll send you the 20 bucks later. Um, I... I actually really liked Newtown. That was a great town, and I do hope to get back there and hang out again because I liked that little theater. But yeah, I absolutely great. remember our encounter because they had us staying down the block at uh, – it was like a white brick. It was called the brick or something. Yes, I, it, yes, it, yes. Nice Beautiful. town. Yes. Nice town. Well, what yeah. do you do in that nice town when it comes to 2024? Do you have, do you have a plan yet, or are you still kind of waiting it out, or where are you? Well, I'm from Jersey. Mm-hmm. I, my girlfriend lives in Newtown, but mm-hmm. – um, I, you know, I love Trump. I voted for him twice, but he needs to step aside for the good of the party. He's he's just not going to be able to win. It's just not. There's too much bad blood, too much childish behavior. I mean, with this this whole thing with with knocking DeSantis, it was just totally uncalled for. They're both Republicans. They should be on the same side. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that the Republicans really need to reach out to young voters because they are the key to the future. So many young Mm -hmm. voters came out for the midterms in record numbers. And that's why so many Democrats won. And I'm still waiting for the red wave, by the way. Oh, <laughs> red wave. Man, it really was the it great was pumpkin. Drip. Did you did did you the drip? Did you yeah, it was like you were taking a shower with bad water pressure. You know. <laughs> Come on, we're here. Give me some results. Nothing was going on. It was something, Heidi. Well, listen, I'm, um, I'm glad we had that hug. I almost feel like I owe you a second one now. So if you yeah, see Yeah, so come to Red Bank. I keep bugging you. Oh, we've messaged online. Okay. Now I completely know who you are because Heidi the hug girl and Heidi the Facebook messenger can sometimes (laughs) throw me for a curve. Um, but, but, Count Basie. Oh, I love that. And you know, we want to know something that's funny. When I first started at Fox and I was writing for Kennedy, I actually did a stand-up gig there uh, at the Count Basie with a group of comics from the city. But this was like, you know, this was before Clark Kent got hired by the Daily Planet. I didn't have the suit. You know, I wasn't changing in the phone booth yet. But now it's on, Heidi. So, yes, I owe you a Red Bank. It's going to happen. Double hugs. You name it. All right, girlfriend? Great. We'll buy you dinner. Oh, Heidi. 
This is and good. give you lots of beer. Right. <laughs> wait, 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 stop it. You've been hanging out with the Texans too much. No more beer. I am be- This crowd is out of control, Heidi. I don't know what it is about me, but everybody who meets me is like, oh, we love him. He's great. What if we killed him? I don't know why. <laughs> why is that the appeal? This is crazy. Every visit is a hazing, hazing ritual. I can't with you people, Heidi. We'll do it again, girlfriend. Be well. Thanks so much. Of course. You too. I miss Thanks. you already. 888 9910. Seriously, Fox Across America listeners, stop trying to kill me when we get together. No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. I mean it, though. Everybody's like, oh, Jimmy, he's the best. He's like the Pope. He hangs out, he listens, he responds to your messages personally. You can tell by the grammar. That's got to be him. The community college guy who didn't go to class. Look, he just typed, he said, gonna. Instead of going to. He's a total regular guy. But then for whatever reason, we get together and everybody's like, yeah, we should kill him. What if we fed him spare ribs till he just imploded? Like the Monty Python, the meaning of life. <laughs> it's waffle thin, you know? Shut up. Will you shut up? The point is, yes, just hang out, enjoy the show, share your opinions. But by all means, could you let a dude live? That is all I ask. Quick break. We're back after this. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Busy Tuesday. Last day in New York before I get the hell out of here. Head down to the Sunshine State where there's all kinds of headlines coming out of Mar-a-Lago. The word on the street is that Trump could announce a presidential uh, run for the White House, trying to become Grover Cleveland 2.0. You know, he has Leo Terrell 2.0. You hear Leo on the show once in a while. Trump wants to be Grover 2.0, become the second president to serve two non-concurrent terms in the White House. Is it going to happen? I don't know. We've been taking your calls. Whether you support them, you don't like them, you're indifferent, you want to give it more time. I don't care. It's the whole point of the talk show. We just talk. It doesn't mean anything. I'm not going to stop being your friend. So don't freak out on us, you know, if we take an opinion that runs contrary to your beliefs. The whole point of talk radio is to talk. It's not to be an activist. It's t- activism is just tiring, man. I don't have that kind of energy. I just want to take it easy. And there's enough other garbage going on in the world. Here's Alejandro Mayorkas. This is the lie of maybe the century. Uh, Mayorkas is testifying and says with a straight face that the border is secure. You're a liar. I want to get to this later with our Texas congressman, Kevin Brady. So I am introducing it into the record at this moment. Here's clip 31. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, congressman. You're a bald-faced liar, a liar. Yo, uh, illegal border crossings. Bill Malusian here at Fox News, the guy who's down there with the gorgeous hair covering the border crossings at night with the drones and the infrared footage. Okay, reports 230,000 border crossings in October of 2022. Highest recorded number in history. So when Mayorkas says... Oh, yeah, no, the border's secure. Stop lying to us. Okay, 230,000 encounters, 63,000 gotaways, meaning people who were not apprehended in an attempt to cross the border. They're called known gotaways, okay? We know of 63,000. So think about that. You're a hockey goalie, okay? You let in 63,000 goals. Is the net secure? (laughs) 
the border's not secure. Okay, they continue to prioritize perception over reality. They want the perception that it's secure over the reality that it's not, because if we focused on that reality, it would be a big liability to them. Okay, to the credit of some Republicans who ran and lost, I might add, Carrie Lake in Arizona, Blake Masters in Arizona, both wound up losing, you know, seven months after they got done counting the votes, which I got to be honest, doesn't look good on its face. We've devoted a lot of time to this. But they did try to prioritize the border, as did a lot of Republicans in Texas. Greg Abbott had a lot of success doing so. But the reason I come back to the border a lot is I'm trying to explain to people in all 50 states, you are affected by what's going on at the southern border. Okay, the drugs coming into this country, specifically the fentanyl, which gets over here from China, is the leading leading cause of adult death in this country. If the leading cause of adult death in this country is fentanyl smuggled across the border, Anyone telling you with a straight face that the border is secure at a time when 63,000 people that we know of have snuck in is flat out lying their asses off. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, and it's something that you have to keep top of mind because anybody who wants to represent you in Washington, remember, you are the employer here, whether they're a Democrat and believe me, guys like Henry Cuellar in Texas ran on border security. So don't think I won't give a Democrat credit for prioritizing it. But sadly, at the tippy top of this administration, nobody even cares about the border right now. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. And now, great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. I am, uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. we got a lot going on on the show. Uh, I'm going to get into a few more of these Trump calls. Uh, and again, this is a conversation. You know how they say in sports, you got to play the teams on the schedule? This is not a team we had scheduled a week ago. Everybody thought, you know, Republicans are going to have a wild night in the midterms. We're picking up the Senate. We're picking up the House. It's going to be the wildest night in the world. It's going to be amazing. You're not going to believe it. Well, didn't happen. Okay, as it stands, we are a full week removed from election night. And we still don't even know who controls the House. This is ridiculous. Okay, it looks like the Republicans are a seat away, and they'll probably take that majority. But it is hardly the red wave we were promised. Because of that, there's been a lot of hand-wringing in the Republican Party. Hey, maybe Trump cost us a lot of seats with his endorsements. Wrong. Okay, that's the president's contention. Then there's the reality that Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell didn't go out and spend a lot of money in key battleground races because he didn't like the candidates, which truly is a problem. Okay, and then there's the reality that the Democrats have gotten a lot better at turning out the vote where mail-in balloting is a thing. So I think it's very much a three-headed monster, but because Trump decided he was running for president tonight, it couldn't wait. We've wound up in this situation where we're talking about whether or not Trump should be the Republican standard bearer two full years before anybody goes to the polls. What the 
hell is the world coming to? And strategically, the reason I think it's bad for Trump just talking balls and strikes like we're doing sports talk radio here is you understand he launched the first winning bid for the White House in June of 2015. Okay, this comparatively would be the equivalent of him launching that bid in November of 2014, a lot earlier. And you run the risk with all the media madness that's about to go down, the stampede of stupidity is Hitler's back, democracy is banned, women are going to get arrested and denied the right to vote. I mean, none of it's true, but they're going to sell you a lot of hysteria. Why? Because your fear equals their ratings. The media is a bunch of losers. And that sale starts immediately. Immediately tonight when he comes back down that Mar-a-Lago escalator instead of the Trump Tower escalator. And the issue becomes for the better part of the next five or six months before any other Republican gets in the race, and make no mistake about it, they are all getting in the race. People want to run against Trump. That's the point I'm trying to make. And you know who wants to run against Trump the most? The Democratic Party. I admire your honesty. Okay, they're dying to run against him. You get an opponent onto this ballot who 70% of the country hate. That is a dream matchup. You don't get that often. And I think people keep hearing this conversation on my show, and I apologize for having it as much as we have, but this is just the reality. People hear this as like, oh, you're like some, you know, rhino deep state. No. Okay, most of the people calling into the show have voted for Trump in the past. We're just having an honest conversation. It's like, look at it like a dog you love. The dog turned 15. You love him. He's giving you these incredible years, but he's doing all kinds of bad things to himself, and he's in a bad spot. And, in, you know, as much as you don't like the idea of having to do it, you might need to put the dog down. And in this instance, politically, a lot of our callers feel like they need to put the dog down, you know, and again, that doesn't mean you're not welcome to call in and tell me otherwise. I am happy to be wrong on this show. Dude, I'm married 16 years. I am used to being told I am wrong, okay? I'm good at it. I am the Washington Generals of marriage. You know the team that loses to the Harlem Globetrotters every night? That's me, okay? Jenny Fela drives a hard bargain, man. But let's get into it. Blake is in Tyler, Texas. We just survived Tyler. Yo, Blake. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah, hey, pleasure to speak with you again. I got uh, an issue with the Ron DeSanctimonious mm-hmm. assault. <laughs> uh-huh. um, you know, DeSantis' name means the saint, mm-hmm. basically in Latin language. Mm-hmm. And sanctimonious is a saintly desire that people should be that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it has negative connotations, too, but that was the dig that Trump was doing as a point of humor on DeSantis, mm-hmm. making him... Uh, to realize that he's going to go in there com- competitively. Okay. So I would fully expect uh, Donald Trump to uh, announce that he is going to run for 2024. Mm-hmm. And I will be with Trump no matter what office he runs, all the way down ballot to dog catcher. And then if he gets <laughs> dog catcher, I'll, I'll, I'll be riding shotgun with him. <laughs> That's you, with it, you, you know? Trump and the we dog. Humor. You have the best humor. That's why you're number one talk show host because people need that humor. Mm-hmm. Trump employs that humor. It gives levity in in, in tense situations, and in, and you can begin with dialogue. Nope. There's no dialogue getting done here in in this administration. Mm-hmm. We are compounding problems by the only dialogue being the duress and distress that America's under for all this. The, the shortages and mis- decisions that are being made 
when logical decisions could be made. We need somebody with humor that can turn this around. All right, sounds like you want me to run, but I'm never going to pass the background check, dude. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> then, then we know that. Then we know that we got a good candidate. Oh, Blake, what a what a guy <laughs> you who are. Makes the background check. <laughs> yeah, Department of the Navy, right? They do all the security clearances and stuff like that. Yep. Yep, they're the top dogs. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, Jimmy, if Bring, you'd run, you decide to run, then I'm, you might just bump Trump off my ballot. Whoa, that's big talk. That, that's a big talk there. But you know, uh, I right. really, I really love everything that you you, well, you say. Your humor is just spot on, and and some humor it needs to happen so that people can realize where they're at. It's not all meant to be a dig on the person yep. personally. Okay. And I don't believe that remark was. I think it was just upper-level humor coming from a very intelligent man. Okay, fair. I well, uh, I do think you just got us both banned from Mar-a-Lago, though, so congratulations. Okay, well, that's all right. I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll chase dogs somewhere else, I guess. <laughs> there went your shot at Melania. Good call, Blake. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff, brother. There goes Blake, who says the key to the White House is humor. And he says Trump's joke was humorous. But I would tell you in my experience of doing comedy writing for TV, because Blake, Blake did give some brilliant analysis there, usually nine, nine, 99 times out of 100, if you have to explain the intent of the joke. John is in Butte, Montana. He's on the road. He's trucking at seven seventy-five a gallon or whatever diesel is now. Yo, John. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing, buddy? Good, brother. Uh, where are we at on the diesel price? Uh, what was it? Five thirty-three when I when I left town. Ouch. And they're still not. It's, I know it's, it's still not being served by a topless waitress. No, I'm. You know, I keep trying to get one of the girls in the drug stuff to kind of help me out with Whoa, that. Whoa, you know, John. Yeah, they can't really meet to you at the gas station. That's the nice thing about your profession. My producer, on the other hand, I'm kidding. Uh, what do you know, John? Uh, is 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 it Trump 2024? Is it DeSantis? Is it Kanye? What are we talking about here? Honestly, I hate to be. I hate to say this. I really do, because as much as I like Trump and I've supported him on you know both times, I can't this time. Uh. I honestly can't. Because at this point right now, he's too polarized, and we need a politician that has some that, that knows how to be humble with a little bit of humility mm-hmm. instead of knowing everything better than anybody else. Yeah. Um, and, you know, listen, that's not nothing. What I, what, what I predict is if he does come down and announce tonight, I'm wondering how many of the people, because we've now taken over 100 calls who say DeSantis, not Trump, and we've had some undecideds. I just wonder if people yeah. are going to get the feelings when they see him back in his old jersey tonight down at Mar-a-Lago looking to get into the ring. You know what I mean? But I think you're being <laughs> realistic right now in your short-term assessment, which is how do you win this thing with 70% of the voters saying no? You, the, the reality is, is that he can't win it because... Even with everybody that I know that supported Trump uh-huh. both times, even the majority of them have already had to turn around and say, no, we can't do this. You know, mm-hmm. you need somebody else like DeSantis mm-hmm. or Scott or, you know. OK, but def- even Ted Cruz. OK, listen, Ted Cruz does well on my show, but I think he's got a challenge on his hands because he he became like nationally polarizing. Uh, for a multitude of issues. And it's tricky because that thing about politics now is it's so petty and personal. 
And once you get up in somebody's feelings, they just never let go of them. Like the people who think Trump is a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin to this day haven't admitted to themselves that he's not. You know, like the whole Mueller probe came and went and they're still like, no, no, it's true. Is Mueller lied or, you know, Barr lied. You know what I mean? So it's going to be challenging for whoever it is. But I think it's just going to be the most challenging for Trump is I think what we keep coming back to. But you know what, man? I think you got bigger fish to fry like those topless ladies at the gas pump. So get back to work, brother. All right, man. You have a good day. You too, buddy. Take care. Connor is up in Plattsburgh, New York. He is a younger listener. He represents the youth of America. Yo, Connor. Oh, we lost Connor. There goes the youth of America. He needed to recharge his vape cartridge. That's the You know what, Mikey? He really does represent the youth of America. He called it. He's like, yeah, I want to talk on behalf of the youth. And he did the most youth thing he could do, which was disappear. Uh, Ray is in Rockdale, Texas. Yo, Ray. Thank you for taking my call. Of course, brother. I've been listening to your uh, conversation, you know, with different people and stuff, and mm. it's just I'm, I'm very glad you took my call because this is just burning uh, desire here just to say that Trump just should not run again. Wow. You know, I voted for him twice. I supported him in both the elections, but it just seems like, you know, he is just hell-bent on doing what he wants to do and not what's best for the country and not what's best for the Republican Party. I mean, there is no way the American public is going to elect him mm-hmm. again. Yeah. They're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he got uh, he got beat last time. Well, you know, that's up in the air whether he really did or not. But yep. the, the point is, it'll be the same uh, picture show, but even worse the next time <laughs> around. And we need somebody that can win. You're not wrong, man. This is the thing about our show, and it's the reason I think we're getting so many calls on this issue, is a lot of people feel the way you feel because most media, and specifically conservative media, is telling you Trump still can win. Don't listen to these rhinos. They're the problem. But the reason a lot of these media heads are saying that is they know Trump. They benefit financially from him running. They fancy themselves as potential cabinet members if he actually wins, and they're putting their own self-interest ahead of the country. Like the fact that guys like you and a lot of the calls we've taken are actually calling up and putting country over party or country over candidate in this moment. I yeah, think it's one of the coolest things that can win. Yes. I mean, you go back to that first presidential debate. Mm-hmm. If he had listened to people and shut his mouth, he would have won the second election. Yep. But he got up there and he just ran his mouth mm-hmm. nonstop and he looked like a childish person up there debating, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Biden. Yep. And I don't, you know, I talked to a lot of people, and that was the one deciding thing right there that turned them away from him. Yep. It's like seeing him acting like a child. Mm-hmm. It's like he likes you until you disagree with him about something. One thing. And then he turns on you like a vicious animal. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I'm sure I'm about to get a mean tweet for even taking this call. But, Ray, I hope you feel better. <laughs> Good stuff, brother. Please do it again soon. Quick break. Paul Morrow back after this. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And if the band sounds fired up, it's because they are returning now triumphantly to the show. We have met all the demands in his rider, and they were extensive. Uh, Retired NYPD inspector Paul Morrow back on the show. Hey, man. 
How are you, Jimmy? Good. Uh, I did ascertain that the yellow M&Ms are out of the green room, and no one has made eye contact with you on the staff, correct? Yes, yes. So you're off the hook with my people. <laughs> Mr. Morrow, I was told. I'm sorry I referred to you as Paul. Um, let me jump in on this because you have a fascinating op-ed on foxnews.com, and we've got about four and a half minutes to kind of pull this into focus for our viewers. Uh, what you were talking about, and this kind of preceded the two tragedies. We had a shooting down at, uh, at Richmond, in Richmond, Virginia at UVA, and we had another one up at the University of Idaho, is you were highlighting the fact that there seems to be a lack of safety and accountability for it for college campuses. Is that kind of the overarching theme here? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, so uh, at my uh, website, the Ops Desk, you know, mm-hmm. we've been tracking this. And what happened was we were hearing from parents who were saying that uh, they're very worried about sending their kids off to school. Mm-hmm. And so we started looking into it and we were floored because there are just so many shootings, so much crime related to campuses, very often just off campus. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is that some of our more prestigious schools, some of the schools that are sort of sexiest for kids to go to, they're in urban areas. And as you and I have discussed at length, mm-hmm. we're starting to lose control of those areas. Yes. And that's, you know, something I think kind of caught us off guard. Like we were realistic about Lee Zeldin maybe losing the governor's race in New York because of just how overwhelmingly Democrat the state is. But it was yeah. kind of surprising that people overlook the crime issue as much as they have because crime everywhere is a mess. It's not really New York specific. Um, in your experience, because you've put in a lot of time at the NYPD, have you ever seen an indifference to crime the way we see it now? Have I ever seen – say it again, Jimmy. Have an I ever indifference seen to crime and to spikes oh, in yeah, violent yeah, crime. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you should say that because New York Times seems to have gotten over its indifference today. Um, they are finally reporting on a horrific rape that occurred on the Lower uh, West Side yes. that they didn't want to report on prior to the election. Now that it's over and they've safely gotten Hockle in the governor's mansion, all of a sudden uh, they, they're starting to uh, wake up to the fact that uh, it's not a, it's not an illusion. This is not something that people have conjured because they just want to complain. God knows New Yorkers like to complain. The truth of the matter is – Everybody I know mm-hmm. is walking around saying, what's going on in this city? Why are we losing control of it? And, you know, I mean, you just got to walk down the street and you feel the menace from homeless people who are hearing voices. You see and hear about robberies that have occurred on the street. Mm-hmm. I went down the block from me yesterday. It was one on the, on the uh, block. There was gunpoint robbery on Fox's block a couple mm-hmm. days ago. Sheesh. So everybody has uh, direct experience with this stuff. And so this is not something that you can just argue away as being fantastical. We're talking to Paul Morrow, retired NYPD inspector. Uh, His newsletter is called The Ops Desk. You can all subscribe. Where do they get the newsletter? How do they just subscribe? Go to the website. We're revamping the entire website. But if you go to the website, right in the top banner, there is the Substack, uh, you know, uh, button Mm -hmm. across the top. Just click on that. You can sign up there and comes out a couple times a week, and we also give uh, you know some true crime stuff and some stuff about uh, movies and things that uh, we kind of rate some of the cop movies and stuff that are out there, intelligence movies that are. Uh, oh, that's funny. That's, yeah, that's fun stuff. So, do fun you stuff. make the case as I do that Police Academy Two was one of the greatest Oscar snubs of all time? It's a disgrace. <laughs> why, why that didn't sweep that year, I'll never know. Hightower but, uh, was jobbed. Bubba Smith. You know, I I tell you, yeah, who's Brando? Never heard of him. And I will say really quickly, uh, let's go inside baseball. This this uh, newsletter happens to be very popular with one of the co-hosts of America's Newsroom. We just had Hemmer on a little while ago. I don't have him on record on the ops desk, but Dana Perino loves it. You have duped Perino successfully. I have. You're exactly right. She fell for the entire thing. So uh, (laughs) 
Hook, so, line, I, I and I sinker. Have, I must have roofied her. I don't know. I did something right. I'll tell you. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they, you know, I've been very fortunate. The people at uh, a number of the networks, particularly, obviously, Fox, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're invested in this because they, they, they live and work in New York City, man. Yep. You know, we don't cover just New York, but yep. – you know, they're walking around the streets. They see and hear this stuff, and, um, you know, they're concerned. Thank you, as they should be. Uh, Paul Morrow, no concerns about your media hits. Another fantastic effort. Take a bow. Send us the rider for the next one, brother. You- <laughs> Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, would you look who's back in action. Got a big hour coming up. On Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Why? Because Kevin Brady is coming by. He is an outgoing congressman. He is retired. He is leaving Washington, D.C. He is getting out of the swamp while the getting is good, which means he is free to tell us anything he wants in this interview. But that is a fact check false. Well, that's what I'm going with, and that's what I'm signing Brady up for. So until he tells me otherwise, we are throwing the fastball in this hour. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Oh, they're fired up. The word on the street, we've been talking about it all day today. Half of the affiliates, half of their listeners are like, Jimmy Fallis is like a... It's like an anti-Trump show now. Everybody just calls up and trashes Trump. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm. It's not what's going on, but we are talking Trump because he is expected to announce that he's running for the White House again tonight. Now, strategically speaking, I hope for his own sake that he announces something else. Don't run tonight. It's two years. It'll be great for the media. You know, they're going to get big ratings again. Oh, he's Hitler. He's going to deny women the right to vote. He's against the blacks and the gays. and People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But enough people are buying it, and it's just going to make... And this is the biggest liability for Trump getting in before the Herschel Walker runoff is when Trump's out of the way, voters focus more on issues, you know, inflation, crime, the border, stuff like that. As we learned in the midterms, yes, they did also focus on abortion, which proved to be a bigger liability for the Republican Party than a lot of people thought, including myself. Okay, my op ed that ran on Election Day was that the Democrats had the worst closing message ever. And I still kind of think they did in terms of prioritizing what voters cared about, according to the polls. But lo and behold, they got away with it. It worked. Okay, Republicans won the popular vote in the midterms by 5 million votes. But the Democrats did get away, okay, with holding on to the majority in the Senate and keeping a – and just, just, just missing – As of right now, a majority in the House, we still don't actually know. The voting took place a week ago. We still don't know who has the House. That's not right. It's not right. It's not good. Okay, but you, you are always righteous and good in this opinion space where we are not activists. We're just Americans. So 888-788-9910. I just wanted to throw some sound into this discussion before we got back to you maniacs. This is a rowdy. This is not a rowdier crowd anywhere on radio. And I can only say that because I've met you. And uh, I'm still, you know, you can get a contact high off of me and all the booze and food I've consumed in the last three market visits uh, to this day. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. I don't know. I've gone through life fat, drunk, and stupid. It's actually served me pretty well. I think if I should write a self-help book, that's what it would be. Read less, drink more, and go have something to eat. And you could be me. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. But stick with me because Mike Pence... 
Okay, Trump has been no fan of Mike Pence, as you know. But Mike Pence is repeatedly being asked about Trump and about, you know, 2024. And, you know, he's been pretty honest about what he thinks. And I know that isn't going to win him any fans in Trump world. But as the guy in media who has I have nothing to gain from Trump becoming the president. Okay, I'm not particularly close with him. I know his family well. And listen, they've all been swell. They've all been super sweet. I've actually enjoyed talking to them all on the radio. So don't make it sound like I'm turning and I'm bashing them. They're all great. But I have nothing to gain, okay? It's not going to make my show any bigger if he becomes the president. I'm not going to go work for him in one way or the other. I'm not the priority here. Nor would I go if I was the priority. I got the best job in the world. You're not going to hear a word out of me. This is radio. It's amazing. It's what I dreamt about doing when I was driving a cab. I'm good, girlfriend. But the point is, for that reason, I can give you what I consider to be the most honest opinion, I can distill politics in a way that's almost dangerous in this day and age in media because most people are taking a very measured approach to everything they do because, you know, they don't want to upset the audience. They don't want to upset the politicians. Maybe there's a sensibility out there they're trying to you know steer clear of internally. That doesn't happen on the show. For whatever reason, someone at Fox was crazy enough to give a regular human being access to this program, and I am just out here throwing the fastball. I should probably hire a food taster because enough of you did get mad at me. But since we're being honest, Mike Pence is the reason Donald Trump is president. Okay, Mike Pence, who consolidated the evangelical support for Donald Trump, Mike Pence is the reason he's president. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. So in the aftermath of that election, when Trump talked about, you know, screw Pence and all of that jazz, he did Mike Pence dirty. He did. Okay, and so Mike Pence, who might be on the program last week, he was supposed to be on today, but then he had a book come out and blah, 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 something about traveling. That is absolutely the most ridiculous excuse I have ever heard in my entire career as a disciplinarian. But I'm not nearly as mad at Pence as Trump is. Uh, Here is Pence on ABC, okay, being asked if Trump should run again. Clip 19. Do you believe that Donald Trump should ever be president again? David, I think that's up to the American people. But I think we'll have better choices in the future. You know, the people of this country actually get along pretty well once you get out of politics. And I think they want to see their national leaders start to reflect that same, that same compassion and generosity of spirit. And I think, uh, so in the days ahead, I, I, think, I think there will be better choices. Better choices than Donald Trump. Um, and... Uh, for me and my family, we uh, will be reflecting about what our role is in that. Go home to mommy. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. So Pence is saying there'll be better choices than Trump and his family and he are going to reflect on that, which for my money sounds an awful lot like he's saying he's going to run. Correct the mundo. Now, I admire the honesty of Mike Pence. And I admire the honesty of any lawmaker like the ones that have come on this program and spoke openly about questioning Trump's monopoly on the Republican nomination. That being said, do I think Mike Pence could win the presidency? The answer would be no. I think he was effective at consolidating evangelical support behind Trump. And I think that was the difference maker in 2016. That and the fact that Hillary didn't feel like going to Wisconsin for whatever reason, which was startling given her limitless stamina on the stump. I don't feel no ways tired. But the point is, okay, Pence did Trump a lot of good. 
Trump really did Pence dirty in the aftermath of the 2020 election. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm on board with Pence running. I honestly, I think in this multimedia age, I think Pence is too boring. Although, to be clear, the Democrats did elect an idiot in the last election, as well as a guy who wasn't allowed out of his basement. So anything's possible. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. But I don't know that Pence could win the nomination, and I'd have that discussion with him if he does show up on the show. Uh, but that being said, it's significant. Why? Because people are speaking out for the first time ever and openly questioning Trump's grip on the party in a way you didn't hear a lot. Like, I'll play you a Brit Hume clip really quick. And Brit Hume has been analyzing politics since the Reagan days. I think even since the Ford days, if I remember his first appearance on the show. But Brit Hume is a guy that has always called balls and strikes. He'll give you an honest opinion without fear or favor or anything in between. Here's Brit Hume speaking to the fact last night on Special Report that Trump's ironclad grip on the Republican nomination, I'm just telling you, dude, it doesn't exist. And if it doesn't exist in the Republican Party, you damn well better believe it doesn't exist in the Democratic Party. Tell them like it is. And don't even get me started on the independents. I agree with that. Here it is, clip 13. Well, I have thought for some time, Brett, and there are some, there's polling on this that reflects this, that while he maintains real influence within the Republican Party, no two ways about that, but it has begun to fade. It started fading, really, I think, after his annex post-election in 2020 that a great many people who were with him perhaps up until then uh, began to move away from him. And he never has really done anything to change that. He's continued to insist that the election was stolen from him, that he should be the real president and so so forth. And if you look at these election results, candidates who followed that line, who agreed with him about that, did not fare particularly well. They didn't all lose, but a lot of them did lose, and a lot of them lost in races that they could have won. So I think that that both in terms of uh, opinion and in terms of influence, uh, his his star has faded. That is correct. It has. And again, I'm not saying this because I'm running this anti-Trump radio show. We're not doing this every day from now until June or July. Uh, I'm just doing this because on the front end, in the measure twice, cut once phase of the primary season, understand Trump is getting in six months before anyone else is gonna. Okay, that's, you know, the prevailing wisdom here. If he does get in tonight, he is getting in way too soon. But again, my v- is not the only voice in the huddle. I say it every day, Fox Across America. It's our family meeting, and we all have a little seat at the kitchen table. I'm just the radio deadbeat dad walking us through it, and you guys have as big of a voice as I do. So back to the phones where Connor, who I hyped Connor's call quite a bit, but he hung up earlier to go get a cartridge for his vape or whatever young people do these days. Yo, Connor. Hey, what's up, Jimmy? How, uh, I lost servers, actually. Oh, it happens. <laughs> Dude, working. believe me. My phone goes on roam in the Sprint store, so I understand. How old are you? I'm 20 years old. Oh, okay. No, you are. You're young, uh, especially mm-hmm, um, yeah. in talk in the talk radio space, but we appreciate you, you being here. What is the word on the street to the 21-year-old year, kids like yourself? Uh, a lot of my friends are either not voting or just going straight Republican because they've experienced too much stuff and bad things causing with money and financial issues due to the Democrats. Okay. And that's what they're blaming. Well, that's so a- they're all leaning towards Republican or just not voting at all and they mm-hmm. think uh, voting is just a waste of time because it's wow. always going to get rigged. Oh, come on. That's no way to live, Connor. We do need the turnout. Nope. I mean, you definitely can't you definitely can't change anything by not voting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah. let, let me ask you this. Are, are your friends discussing Trump at this stage? 
they are because they've been they've heard a lot about it lately, especially. Um, they've been explaining to me that they kind of want him in mm-hmm. because he's the only one that's actually seemed to do anything in the last what three presidents, four presidents. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, your friends might be playing Fortnite with my son Lincoln because Lincoln is all in on Trump. <laughs> like Link, yeah, Lincoln and... is ready. He will fight your friends if they vote for somebody else. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, that's how they feel right now. Is they just they honestly are looking at what's been going on since they've finally grown up. And mm-hmm. when we were in high school, they were telling us all sorts of lies about politics, telling us yeah. that uh, Abraham Lincoln was a Democrat. Oh, goodness gracious. That's so crazy. That's what they were telling us and telling us that's why the whole world came to its. That's why we were the blue, not the red when we were in the Union. I was yeah. like, that, that's not. Wow, I don't, true. I don't know where you went to high school. That doesn't sound. That's not very good, man. And believe me, no, I'm the furthest thing from a valedictorian. Pushing, not good. They're pushing political parties on us in high school for crying out loud, and they're pushing theirs. Not. Yeah. No, it's in general. It's terrible. Well, listen. The fact that you learn to think for yourself, because the biggest uh, indictment of college these days is is what you're describing about high school. Is they're not teaching you how to think; they're teaching you what to think. And, you know, the whole point of being an American and having freedom is, you know, the opportunity to think for yourself, to make your own way in the world. So the fact that you're doing that, Connor, we will forgive your shoddy cell phone reception on the previous call because (laughs) you are an independent for eight months. You actually were the first person that actually has been opening my eyes more and more. And I've actually reached out to looking into things. Well, listen, if you inhale some of the substances my listeners are using, those eyes are going to start to squint and close a little bit. (laughs) So just keep playing good ball in Plattsburgh. Check back in any time, brother. Yeah, will do. Thanks, Connor. There he goes. Okay, James is down in Fort Bragg. He knows things. Yo, James. Doing, Mr. Jimmy. Good, brother. We're, we're holding this mess together, but it's about to get a lot messier tonight if what I'm hearing is true. Well, you know, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I am a MAGA Republican straight through. I like I like Trump. I like what he acted like everything he done about it. But Boom. here's what's going to happen. Now, I look at my crystal ball. Okay. I'm looking at Trump going for it, DeSantos going for it. Mm-hmm. DeSantos gets the nomination. Trump goes to the independent. Now, mm-hmm. you got a big problem because... He goes to independent. Them Democrats, every one of them are going to vote straight party line. They're going yep. to vote for him. Now, the MAGA Republicans and the DeSantos, they're going to split their decision. What's that going to do? We're going to lose the popular vote, and the Democrats going to get it. Yep. And we're going to lose the electoral because the Democrats are going to get it because we're split down the middle. Yep. If Trump backs DeSantos, you'll have your MAGA Republicans, MAGA Trumps going on DeSantos' side. Boom, we just won. Yep. Well, I think— this is what I think when in listening to all of the callers about this for the past week, you know, in the beginning, everybody believed that if Trump went third party, he was going to take half the vote with him. But I think like our audience is pretty smart in terms of their assessment of politics. And they understand that if Trump goes third party, not only can he not win, but neither can the Republicans, like as you just articulated. And I think what you just described is a scenario where enough people aren't going to follow Trump out the door. I mean, that would be the hope. But I guess it remains to be seen in terms of how the primary plays out. But it's a wild time. And you know who loves it? The Democrats, Republicans fighting, Trump splitting votes, everything you just described. Like they keep telling us that, oh, if you're questioning Trump, you're playing into the Democrats hands. No, the Democrats will pay Trump to run again because he's their best case scenario for media ratings, and they actually do think they can beat him. 
And then we're going to end up having Kamala Harris. No! All right, James. You know I like talking to you. You're not allowed to say President Kamala on the show. Uh, Brother, we'll do it again, okay, man? Did you hear James, a guy I love talking to, say President Kamala Harris? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 The show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Fox Across America. a weird day on the radio. I'm getting updates from my computer. We're making some switches today. My computer just told me a fatal exception has occurred. Like, what is that? Am I supposed... This could be a problem. Am I supposed to... Is this, is this message going to self-destruct? Should I be evacuating the studio? My computer is not having it. But you know what? I'm going to bring in some backup to save the day. Arlene is in Staten Island. She can, she can straighten stuff out. Yo, Arlene! Hi. Hey, girl. How you living? Good. Good, good. Good, good. We are Trump supporters all the way. We Boom. voted for him twice. But at this point, his star is fading. Oh. The Democrats would love for him to run. And the- they're not going to pull out Kamala Harris. No. They're going to pull out Michelle Obama. Whoa! And I don't... Honestly, I don't... I, 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 I do believe they want Trump to run. I don't believe Michelle Obama. Like, they have a really cushy life, and they want no part of hanging out with you and me and regular people, which is what you got to do to campaign. That's why, like, Obama gets into campaigning like the, with, like, a day to go in every election. He makes, like, two stops. He's like, I'm good here. They actually, they hate the little people. I don't, like, so I'm half with you. You know what I'm saying, girlfriend? I hope we could still be friends despite the half disagreement. We could agree. We need... We need DeSantis as president and Tulsi Gabbard as vice Ooh. president. And if they pulled out Michelle Obama, they have a very good chance. Yes. They're bright. Mm-hmm. They're accomplished on their own. Mm-hmm. I think it would appeal to a large yeah. population. You know? No, I— there, there's no question. The Republicans have a bench, okay? People like, you know, DeSantis, Tim Scott, super popular. There's a lot of people out there that can take the fight to the Democrats in a, a unique way uh, that I don't know that Trump can, just given the baggage and the fact that most of the country hates him. But I'm going to keep taking these calls because that's what we do, girlfriend. Uh, I will stop by and see you the next time I'm on the ferry, okay? Offer Trump's Secretary of State. He's great with all the foreign leaders. Oh, that that I would watch. That You would actually get me to watch C-SPAN around the clock. Good stuff, Arlene. Let's do it again. There she goes. Kevin McCarthy. He is leaving Congress, but he's joining us for his exit interview when we come back on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And I got to tell you, nobody's riding higher than our next guest. Not only is he getting ready to retire and go live the good life, but he does so on the heels of a World Series championship from his beloved Houston Astros, Representative Kevin Brady on the show. Hey, man. Man, Jimmy, thank you for leading off that way because we're still sky high. That is a great team, and they had to battle through it. So, yeah, it it was really a neat moment. Uh, what we wanted to know is, um, have you run out of champagne yet? 
<laughs> no, but I'm open to uh, to restocking uh, on this stuff. And it, it was just it was fun for our region. Frankly, it's a it's a good young team. Mm-hmm. They still got a lot of years, and there's a ton of parity, as you know, yeah. in, in Major League Baseball. So it's it's just gonna be fun going forward. Well, you know what's funny? Really quick, Pena, the superstar young shortstop, did a cameo at a Raising Cane's chicken chain yesterday. Did you see that? Yeah, it was it was like wild. Oh, it was cool. like Elvis. It was crazy what? the turnout. I know one year what a difference that makes, and man, the, the 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 region loves him, and he's very humble, and you know, I mean, just goes about things the right way. So, uh-huh. wow, what a what a future! Well, well, I don't know what it says about me, but there's Pena, World Series winning shortstop, surrounded by uh, dozens of gorgeous women, and all I could say to myself was, "Man, those chicken fingers look good." <laughs> I'm in a bad spot. It was you honestly, too? it was the first thing I noticed. It was the first you thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Life changes, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, which brings me to yourself. Um, I have told my listeners, this is your exit interview. You're leaving Congress soon. Might not be the last time on the show, but yeah. uh, I was told I can ask you anything and you're going to answer it honestly. Is that true? It's a deal. Absolutely. Oh, Brady! All right. You know, just send me those chicken fingers and you can count on me. Oh, okay. I have to pay up front, though. I see how this works. Yeah. Very aggressive rider. Um, All right. Let's get into this. We just heard within the House that McCarthy got the votes to be the next speaker. He's the speaker elect, assuming you hold on to the majority, which we hope you do. Um, Are you as concerned as everybody on this show that we should be doing something to um, build more trust in the vote count, given that it took as long as it did in states not named Texas? The answer is yes, we should, because it undermines really the credibility, the trust in the election. And I always point out, look, people for the last 20 years, Americans have become more and more distrustful, both parties uh, of the election system, of the fairness of it. And part of that uh, right now is just how long it's taking weeks and weeks and it just feeds, you know, the distrust. So, yeah, I, I, I watch Florida, I watch Texas, I watch other big, big states. Mm-hmm. Very diverse populations able to do this, you know, almost instantaneously. You can't convince me we can't do the same across the board. I and mean, I'm not for nationalizing, yes. you know, state and local elections, but there ought to be maybe a standard that says, you know, your system will will be voted in and announced, reported by this date. I, I'm not sure that wouldn't help. What do no, you think? No, I, I I agree. I think what went on in Arizona and certainly went on in Nevada. Um, would rightfully leave any losing party frustrated, you know, and if you put the shoe on the other foot, if, you know, you went to bed on election night with a Democrat winning and you woke up in the morning with a Democrat losing and then over the course of five or six more days, they solidified that lead. I think a lot of Democrats would rightfully be concerned. So I don't see this as a party issue. I definitely see this as a country issue. Uh, I I do, too. And, and, you know, I look at Texas. So in their voter integrity stuff, so if you mail in a ballot like an early Early ballot, you can track by electronically when it when or if it's been received. So you actually know you voted early. We went to almost all paper ballots mm-hmm. for the most part. New machines. Everyone said that'll be really slow to count. No, you know what I mean. We got on the same night. Um, uh, a few counties the next morning. The bottom line is 
yeah, we, we've got the technology and the process to do this. Wow, it's fascinating. We're talking to Representative Kevin Brady, who is retiring from Congress. Uh, just in time, if you ask me, it's going to get really messy in the next couple of months within your party. Uh, the word on the street is Trump is coming down the escalator and launching another bid for the White House tonight. If you were coaching Trump, would you wait until the runoff in Georgia or you just you realize you can't you, there's no talking to him. He's going to go when he wants to go. I think, look, the president, as you know, he sets these timetables. There's always aggressive. So he's going forward. There's no question. In a perfect world, uh, would I uh, uh, just knock it off a few weeks until Georgia? Yeah, mm-hmm. because we really, again, I still think we want Biden and his horrible leadership of America on that ballot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that gives us a good opportunity for when I just so you know, Jimmy, I, I worked with with Herschel Walker on legislation here mm-hmm. in Congress about people being able to use their their own health savings accounts for for getting their kids into sports and getting them exercising them. And, you know, what I mean, sort of mm-hmm. preventive stuff. He knew the bill, worked Congress, did a really fine job um, doing that. So I'm I'm, I'm absolutely confident he'll do, he'll do a great job in the Senate. Well, listen, uh, you know, if he can get over the top, it's consequential because the margins are so slim right now. And that's the concern is if you take Biden off the ballot, you know, they were successful, you know, in the governor's race because Kemp really did run on those local issues successfully. So that would be my concern. But uh, I I don't know that my voice is being heard in that Mar-a-Lago huddle tonight. I got to be honest with you. (laughs) I I know. No, I know that that's the case. I do think, too, some is just standing a few feet outside the congressional auditorium. And so Republicans just uh, uh, nominated uh, Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise, the majority. They're just listening to the speeches for the whip uh, office as well. I'll just tell you, as a conservative, having worked with Kevin McCarthy, Look, I, I want my leader to be, to be pro-growth, pro-life, pro-security, uh, and pro-privacy. Let the, keep the government out of my life. Mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy is all of those, and I'm, I'm pretty, I'm very confident that he had some votes against him today. Mm-hmm. But what that really was was a signal of sit down, work with us. Let's see if we can't get a better process and rules. That's legit. That that is a fair conversation to have. And so uh, I know the media will portray it one way or the other, but I'm just telling you, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of really good conversations going on throughout our whole conference, and I'm confident at the end of the day we're going to end up united. Well, we'll take that. Uh, Representative Kevin Brady is on the line. Let me ask you this as a guy who's in the room. Does it get rowdy? Do people like heckle? You know, you get a little of that, or is it it pretty cordial? It's because it's so so serious business. We've we've got a chance to actually – in this whole yeah. socialist mm-hmm. agenda and, and block just terrible thing. And it's our chance to lay out our conservative ideas on, on how, what would help people and communities. So yeah, it's a very, it's, it's very serious. Everyone's civil, but yeah, there's, everyone knows this is for real. Okay. Well, listen, uh, the stakes have never been higher. Like the, you know, when it came to the red oh, wave, I don't think people got the night they were hoping for, but nope. controlling the house is a big deal. If you're going to be a roadblock to this agenda that I'm fascinated, I, I am genuinely fascinated by the results in the midterms, if only because there are so many primal issues that are going in the wrong direction. I mean, we're living in a country, 70% of the people think the drivers going the wrong way on the highway. You know, generally that would be, you know, justification to take away his car keys but on a race by race basis it didn't quite happen and i'm kind of surprised i mean in all the time you spent in politics have you ever seen the economy and crime play a lesser role in a midterm 
I've never seen a country this badly and quickly wrecked, you know, and a president come out, you know, with a with some bragging rights. I've never seen this. And the truth of the matter is that it's not known all those factors that went into this. But I'll tell you on the House side, man, we had the best group of candidates I've ever seen. We had the money to do it. We had the policy and the message to do it. Um, so, But we need to figure out exactly what happened at the end. It may be four or five different answers, frankly, yeah. depending what region, like New York. Mm-hmm. We just had a banner night yep. in New York. Wins in Oregon. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, states of people said you just need to forget. We had big, big wins. And, yep. and But in other states, we didn't get anywhere near what we thought. So, yeah, I think it's uh, – Jimmy, I think at the end of the day it's going to be – It's going to be regional. It's going to be state. It's going to be local issues, just as you sort of referenced a minute ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But whatever it is, we need to figure it out and get and fix it before the presidential election. No, no question. Um, But this party uh, for you uh, as an outgoing congressman, uh, I'm hoping will get a little bit easier. You've been on your grind for a long time. When did you first get to Washington? Yeah, so it's been 26 years since I came to Congress. I, I followed a really great lawmaker, Jack Fields. Mm-hmm. From uh, from Texas, but getting on the Ways and Means Committee, which I yeah. worked hard to do, that that was I never intended to stay. Mm-hmm. But you get into those issues: taxes, trade, healthcare, welfare, social security. I mean, you can improve the lives of every American, and so that's what that's what hooks you, Jimmy. Yeah, is what are the policies I care about, and can I lead on those? And yeah, so it's not what I had expected coming here but turned out better well yeah lasted longer than you expected it's kind of like my marriage my wife didn't see this going 16 years you know (laughs) it'll go another 116 just live a good life and and just send me the chicken fingers okay whoa brady shaking me down this is radio payola but i I dig it listen i'm staying on message i dig it no no i I respect i respect it i do respect it let me ask you this okay and is part of your exit interview strategy here in your assessment of washington you've been there 26 years i have theories that there are people like yourself who genuinely care who get devoted to issues and really fight the ground war for them and there are a lot of people who've kind of gotten wed to a lifestyle that comes with fancy lunches and lobbyist influence and stuff of the latter what would you say the percentage Percentages uh, across both parties of people who genuinely care versus people who really do enjoy the lifestyle. I'd say in in, in shooting you straight, mm-hmm. the vast majority um, are here for the policies. And, and here's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So my theory has always been there's a middle class in Congress, just like there is in America. Mm-hmm. They go to work. They're trying to do a good job. They work their butt off, try to make good decisions. I mean, they really care, mm-hmm. and they're here to do that in both parties, by the way. Mm-hmm. But they're not the ones you don't you don't hear much about them or see them because, you know, they're not on the news every night. They're not yeah. doing dumb things. They're <laughs> they're really working incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. I think I've always thought I wish I could introduce more of America to that middle class in Congress because you'd have greater confidence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. In that, and at the end of the day, that's who gets things done. And I'm really conservative. Um, but I also know you can hold your principles and values and still get stuff done. Yeah, it's fascinating. You know, the middle class of Congress you described, they're like the offensive line of our government. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's right. <laughs> you, you, you never notice them until they make a mistake. <laughs> that's really funny. Well, yeah. we have a lot of the other thing, too. There's a lot of people cooking macaroni and cheese on Instagram. Uh, but we I'm not do. trying 
I'm not trying to bait you into a fight with AOC on the way out the door. I want you to go celebrate your Astros and have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you. Well, Jimmy, I, I love being on the show. I hope this isn't the last uh, interview we do, but you've been just terrific, and I can't thank you enough. Oh, listen, I'm going to get emotional, but, yeah, we'll do it again, Brady. Go, go enjoy your retirement and check in soon. I'll do it. Thanks, take, Jimmy. Take, take care, care, my man. There he goes, Kevin Brady, on the way out the door. And uh, I was not. I was not trying to bait him into a fight with AOC. AOC is a dope. No question about it. But I'm very interested. My theory, this is my theory, okay? And I think Brady was being honest with me. He didn't give me a percentage. He said the vast majority of Congress is invested in causes and issues, and they're the people you don't really care, uh, you know, hear about. No, I do believe that because I've met just about all of these people in my time writing for TV and hosting radio and appearing on TV and going back and forth to Washington. Uh, I've met them all. Uh, my theory, if you want mine, and I do mean this, uh, I believe, I truly believe in my heart of hearts uh, that he's betting with his. I think it's about, seriously, I, I've met a lot of people. I think 80% of them don't care at all. Like between both parties, I think there is a uniparty that makes good money, has a good lifestyle, eats fancy lunches with lobbyists. And one way or the other, it doesn't matter who's in power because at the end of the day, they're going to live a powerful life. Bingo. But, you know, to his credit, okay, Kevin Brady's been there 26 years. He does say there are a lot of issues-oriented people, and it's entirely possible because my perception is colored based on who I'm meeting at cocktail parties and who is getting all the downloads on social media, which is the point he was making, which is that, you know, the people making headlines are the ones not doing anything, whereas the people doing things aren't making headlines. So maybe, if, if nothing else, because I don't care about his Houston Astros winning the World Series, and you know what? You can don't at me, you Texans out there. I've taken enough abuse from you at the meet and greets this week. But if nothing else, maybe Brady, maybe just restored my faith in Washington, D.C. I don't know how long it's going to hold, but we'll find out after this. The show that always has a giant smile on its face. All day long, I just want to make everybody happy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Just meowing at you now. That's what Lincoln does all day. He just walks by me and goes, row, row, row. We just meow. A lot of cat fights in politics these days, too. Why? Because we are two full years from the 2024 election. And the word on the street is the guy who lost the 2020 election is about to launch another bid for the White House tonight. That's stupid. Use your common sense. We tried to make this point all day today. And I really... Okay, you're doing a radio show on 125 radio stations around the country. You do, above all else, want to make sure your message is clear uh, to the people listening. I do not want the perception to get out there that this is like some never Trump show and we're just going to bash Trump from here to eternity. That's just not what we're doing with the program. But it has taken center stage um, because of him, because of those actions. And I have been fascinated. The tally that we've kept on this show now is over 110 in favor of DeSantis. It's yet to break 20 in favor of Trump. Okay, and that's not factoring in our guest host, Paul Gleiser, who took a lot of calls himself. And understand, that is not me telling you how to think by any stretch of the imagination, because I don't want to be in charge. But it's a really precarious time in talk radio because a lot of the people that cover this stuff – 
are so hardcore all in on Trump because they're betting with their heart. It's like, you know, I grew up in a Yankee house, but it doesn't mean I'm supposed to be betting on the Yankees because that's what I want to see happen, not necessarily what I think can happen. But at this point in the media, there are so many folks hanging out at Mar-a-Lago tonight that are tight with Trump that know they're going to have a lot of access and high ratings if he runs. But that's them thinking about them, not them thinking about you, not them thinking about me, not them thinking about Lincoln, not them thinking about Jenny. Okay, my radio superpower is the fact that I don't have one. And I get on the air every day and I try to prioritize all of us. If you're a liberal listening, you're welcome. I don't see you as my enemy. I don't want to alienate you. And if you're a Republican listening who wants to suitcase me, Jenny Fela back in the day, she used to suitcase me when she first moved to New York from Ohio and she would get mad enough at me. She would pack a suitcase, throw on her little cowgirl hat and be like, that's it. I'm moving back to Ohio. And it's like a whole routine. She didn't have to be like, oh, baby, please, baby, don't go away. You know what I'm saying? Girl, I don't mean it. I'm going to do better next time. You know, that whole thing. And uh, she used to suitcase me. And uh, I know there's a lot of people listening that sometimes want to suitcase the show because we're taking opinions you don't necessarily uh, agree with. But you should respect that because that's what a real talk show host does. Okay, I'm not cutting up your food and feeding it to you like you're a child who's going to revolt if he doesn't get exactly what he wants the way he wants it, the way she wants it. I am treating you like an adult, which we need more of in media these days instead of just selling you the confirmation bias that you're right and everybody else is wrong. Because sadly, in the conservative media bubble, you know, there's a liberal media bubble, but in the conservative media bubble, there's a lot of people out there on my Twitter feed right now screaming and yelling that, you know, Trump's going to do it anybody else is a rhino idiot. Listen, my opinion, and I could be wrong, okay, is that 70% of the country hates you. It makes it very hard to win an election. But uh, listen, if he's right and he gets the nomination and he wins, nobody's going to be happier than me because I want to get these liberals out of the White House, man. Biden sucks. Does he ever? The show's over. You don't suck. You're wonderful. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.